Shoot Your Shot Sports presents If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hello and welcome back to the If It Has a Score podcast. It is January 11th. We're back here again, ready for some news and uh, skim through today for our new beginnings theme. Since we're in January, so it's new beginnings. Only movies or TV shows that took place last year, 2022. Um, So we're super excited for our theme today, but we always start with news. So uh, Devin, why don't you start us off with some sports news? Sure, not a problem. So just to... Let you know ahead of time, I'm going to get into some serious stuff here. So we do that from time to time, just depending upon the news cycle, and this is one of those serious news cycles. So first, I have one quick piece of news, not to downplay this at all, but my main news spans over multiple days, and this is an isolated event, or at least that's what we've been told. Uh, The media has been told and fans have been told. So Dana White, so video footage of Dana White and his wife in a physical altercation ending with White violently slapping his wife leaked last week. So I would like to take this time to emphasize that domestic violence is not okay for men or women in any relationship and it's especially not okay for a man to hit a woman because oftentimes these men that are violent towards women are bigger than them and stronger than them and they conflict very serious physical and emotional damage when doing so. So I just wanted to get that statement out there and get ahead of this because this is going to be going on. Even though it was an isolated event, this is going to be going on in terms of the formal apology, what the fighters think about it, what other athletes think about it. So this is something that is just not going to get brushed under the rug. It's something that is going to be a main talking point. Yeah, hopefully is something's gonna come out of it you know i he's uh isn't he he's getting penalized right in some way i would assume so yeah i um didn't get that far into it because this next news story like i said was my main focus i did, did a lot of research for this because uh we'll get into it but like uh was keeping up with it as it was happening and right. then there was well, i guess i wouldn't say like fake news but maybe like People getting kind of jumping the gun right, and like some rumors. You get yeah, some people who think that they know or, mm-hmm. or they hear something and they go in that direction, but then something new comes out. Exactly. So just uh, get going over this with a fine tooth comb, essentially. So right, right. Uh, didn't dive too much into what's going to happen with UFC with the UFC president, unfortunately, but did see some fighters' response and some other athletes' response. Just wanted to get our response out there per se because nine out of ten are agreeing with what we're saying but there's some outliers as well but that is just kind of where we're at in society and in sports and where some people's minds are at i suppose yeah yeah for sure so i guess we'll we'll see more on that as it develops yes maybe we'll we'll have more news on that next week Yep, yep. I assume it will be ongoing. Like I said, that's not something that you can just downplay and get yourself out of or talk yourself out of quickly. Right, for so, sure. Next, 
Demar Hamlin, of course. So Buffalo Bills safety Demar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest after making a tackle during the Bills and Bengals Monday night football game last week. Hamlin was hurt while tackling Bengals receiver T. Higgins on a seemingly routine play that didn't appear overly egregious or violent. Higgins was running the ball when he led with his right shoulder, hitting Hamlin in the chest. Hamlin then wrapped his arms around Higgins' shoulders and helmet to drag him down. Hamlin quickly got to his feet, appeared to adjust his face mask with his right hand, and fell backwards about three seconds later and laid motionless. Hamlin quickly received medical treatment thereafter. He was down for 19 minutes while receiving medical attention. And then he was, or sorry, part of this medical attention, he required an automated external defibrillator in addition to CPR on the field. So not even in the ambulance or at the hospital. So during this time, teammates surrounded him, shielding him from public view. Many were weeping and praying while Hamlin was treated on the field by team and independent medical personnel and local paramedics. He was taken by ambulance to University of Cincinnati Medical Center. So quickly, just want to point out that I was watching this game and saw this while it was happening live. And one thing I would like to point out from my personal experience is that what really happened and what was happening wasn't really clear at the time. Um, I mean, for example, for me, we've seen players get up and fall back down, and that's been a main symptom and talking point for concussions. So right. for people that are not well-versed and don't have like an immersive like medical background like myself, just the average fan, uh, didn't really... Didn't really know what was going on. So I'd also like to point out that broadcasting and officials and a lot of other people in production of the game didn't really know what was going on at the time either. So <clears throat> the game was temporarily suspended. They at first had the plan to, after everything cleared up on the field, to warm up and to get the game back playing again. And I think it was about five minutes is what it was. They gave him five minutes to warm up. And you're watching it and you're seeing they're warming up. But then, like, the coaches keep meeting with each other and the officials are meeting with the coaches. And you just see the look on the players' faces. And nobody's into it. I mean, they're trying. They're trying to get up for it. But with just what happened, I mean, everybody's frightened. Everybody's concerned. Everybody's mind is elsewhere. So long story short... They're, they're trying. Uh, they don't really have all of the information. And broadcasters are kind of trying to fill airtime, which credit to Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, and the booth, and then Booger McFarland and Adam Schefter in the studio for just basically having to fill that airtime, basically just going over the event over and over and over again, yeah. speculating what it is that they think happened and how this could happen and giving their perspective as some of them are former players. So credit to them for handling it with the information that they had and then also handling it very delicately and with attention to detail. Yeah, that's something that you hear all the time, just how useful like improvisation can be. Mm -hmm. And that's like in the acting world and everything. But right. like this was it at play, like 
for for sure like they they had to really kind of recuperate on the spot to Mm -hmm. to ensure that everyone was you know calm and fine and kind of knew what was going on it's like it's like when on the the titanic the band kept playing while the the ship went down right you you just have to do what you can in the moment to, to keep people calm and try to um just ease the tension a little bit in the moment and it's it's not easy it's really no, not easy i mean i struggled i was telling you before the show i struggled just writing this and knew i was going to struggle talking about this just with the severity of it and everything else involved and again you don't want to say something that might not be true and then have that be something that people are now telling other people you don't want to spread misinformation right so yeah these were people that were being professional the whole time doing their best i I mean it reminds me of news reporting during other tragedies or other horrible accidents and like you said having to on the spot provide like i guess content isn't really the word but like just keep keep the broadcast going because that is uh, what you are there for is to provide the broadcast for the viewers so that is kind of how i saw it all unfold um let me see so yeah the game was suspended and then eventually it was postponed and as of this week it was canceled so the okay. two decided that they are not going to play that game at all the rest of the season those two are just not going to play one less game actually oh so how does that i mean i i hate to to jump straight to this but how does yeah. that affect like the the whole course of um the other games or fantasy uh football and all that how does how does that get affected by this yeah i'd, I'd like to go over that just quickly and then i have more updates on how demar hamlin is doing so i'll go over that briefly so we talked about in our last show that would have been the final for fantasy football that would have been championship game or third and fourth place game right so that was kind of up to the commissioner whether they wanted to have it continue so you could play the games like this week you could have another matchup essentially or you could leave it how it was you could have used the projections to kind of figure out like okay let's just fix in like take these players out because you may have had some bills or bangles players take them out do some percentages do some math and kind of come up with an equation to essentially split your prize because that's what it's all about. And then there were some outstanding people that decided, you know what, instead of splitting this, let's just combine it all and donate it to charity. And I will get into charity here in a little bit. Uh, This is going to be a sort of bad, good, bad, good, back and forth. Yeah, it, it has been. It really has been. And then for the NFL, so these are all playoff teams. In the playoffs, you have seeds. So if you're the first seed, you did the best, and you get to rest for one game during the playoffs. You have a a bye week, and then you have home field advantage. And then going down, you have multiple benefits of how you did in your conference. So that, they're still kind of actually trying to work out the details because I think as of right now, Bills are in the mix to be the first or second seed. And then the Bengals are in the mix to be the second through the fourth seed. So these are two playoff teams. They're going to be in the playoffs no matter what, despite playing this game or not. 
Uh, it's just a matter of the seating now. So they're still trying to work some of those details out. Um, but again, a lot of the information can be found online. That's like a whole other rabbit hole. I kind of want to focus on the player because, okay. yeah, I mean, for sure. For again, just really quickly to give my personal insight on it, it was like that was supposed to be the last game for fantasy football for me. And then it was a game I was looking forward to because it's two playoff teams. And then when that happened, I just completely didn't think about any of that for several days. Like I was, I had somebody asking me about it. I didn't reach out to my league mates until Friday. And this obviously happened on Monday night. We were all just focusing on, is this player, is this young man going to be okay? Right. And I wasn't really focused and that's on. that's important. Yeah, I wasn't focused on, so, oh, are, are they going to play this game again? Or what's going to happen for fantasy? I was just every single day trying to find out, like, every hour or so if there was updates on how this young man is doing. He's newer, too, right? This is only his second year? 24 right? years old, yeah. So yeah. very scary thing to happen to a son, to a brother, to a friend, uh, just to happen to this young man who I've heard of just uh, plenty, uh, like so many stories of great things off the field, of how he is as a person and how he is uh, in the community and on that team. Just so, so many things to like and respect. Not that no matter who it was that you wouldn't want them to be okay, but there's just such an outpour for this young man to be all right. So I'll give now some news on kind of what transpired after and where he's at as of while we're recording this, as of today, on Sunday. So that night, Hamlin was sedated and listed in critical condition. So throughout the week, he went from needing 100% oxygen that night to then needing only 50% oxygen and then eventually being able to breathe on his own. So he has woken up. He has shown signs of excellent neurological function, and he has been spending time in person at the hospital with loved ones. So family, friends have been there while he was uh, sedated they were holding his hands and praying and just being with him and now that they're awake they have been unfortunately i, I should say uh, because people want to know they've been kind of getting those updates and giving them to the media so that's right. just kind of like a tough predicament for them to be in that they probably had never imagined imagine themselves being in but they're seeing how he's doing and then giving that information to reporters but Again, it's good to get good, valuable, valid information out and get it out to the people that want to know generally how this person is doing. So that is good, but I just think it's an unfortunate spot for them to be in. It's, it's very difficult. Right. So it started with him being able to write notes of what he wanted to say to family and to teammates. Since then, he has been able to... FaceTime with the team, which was a, a very big step in terms of, I mean, they plan, the, the Bills plan on playing their game this week, today, as we're recording this, actually. So oh, good. Yeah. they, uh, so that was week 17. This is week 18. They do plan on 
playing their game today and they do have their teammates wish uh something i would like to point out and again just kind of let you know how selfless this person is and what a great teammate he is at least that's how i interpreted this but he actually asked when he woke up who won the game yeah he was was curious that he was yeah he was curious to see how his team did and he really thought that there was a reality where they continue to play the game despite his condition. I think that you would be relieved to find out that you and what happened to you and the severity of this and the situation is bigger than playing a game and like the the fan impact and betting and fantasy and all these other things. Like right. this is what's more important. So I, I think that was probably a relief, but he is a professional athlete. He is a competitive person. And I'm sure that that was a, a good phone call or FaceTime uh, between him and the team. And then he made his first social media post as well. So it said, the love has been overwhelming, but I'm thankful for every single person that prayed for me and reached out. We brought the world back together behind this. If you know me, you know this only going to make me stronger. On a long road, keep praying for me. So the doctors have reported that even though he is ahead of schedule, he still, as he said in his post, has a long road ahead. But to end this on a high note, though, this again, as I said, has been down up, down up uh, news story. I would like to talk about his GoFundMe that he set up. So his original goal for the charity that was going to be donating toys, books, and supplies to schools and daycares in need was $250,000. That was the original goal. Yeah. Between the event that took place and people that probably would have donated it anyway. Um, but with the collaboration of fans, team organizations, and other donors, the GoFundMe has now reached over $8.1 million. My goodness. So it has far exceeded the goal beyond imagine and i think that that is just a a great thing that people all came together you can see publicly through gofundme what teams have donated what players have donated i mean this has gained such a spotlight so that is a good way to end this off and i think i speak for all of us when i say we Hope we continue to see things moving along in the right direction for this young man, for his family, for his team. And again, the sports will come secondary and how he's doing will come first. But we just want to let you know where we're at currently with everything. So we did touch on that a little bit. But yeah, my main focus is going to be keeping up with this. And praying for him and hoping that he is okay. Right, and we'll see, you know, how that uh, affects the future of uh, how they handle situations like this, and whether some protocols put in place. Mm-hmm. You know, if if someone's hurt like that, then you know maybe maybe it should be put on hold. Maybe it should be postponed or or mm-hmm. canceled. Uh, and that's something that that needs to be discussed higher up. But that's Definitely. amazing. They made like 30 times more than the original goal that's that's insane yes so that is good on the donators that is good on all of the fans and officials the 
Players Association, everybody that made the decisions behind, like you said, canceling this game and realizing what's at stake and what's important. I'd also like to quickly point out that these medical professionals that acted quickly, acted professionally, did what they needed to do and what they needed to do it. Uh, I mean, a huge, huge, huge thanks to them for getting him to where he is at today in his recovery process and knowing what to do in that situation on the field. I mean, these are people that if they handle something incorrectly, I mean, we could be far back in this recovery process or not in this recovery process at all, to right. be honest. So, And then, like you are saying, in terms of seeing what happened and how this could be prevented moving forward, I agree that that is something that will be looked at in this offseason. But this was something, again, very out of the ordinary. They're still looking into how it could happen. But there are things that could happen with your heartbeat pattern. And it's like very rare thing. Only happens a couple times a year. And if it's struck at that point in time we're talking about, then this is a result that can happen. So they're trying to look into it further don't want to say anything again like two ahead of time that's not proven as being truth but that's one of the angles that they're looking at and investigating right now is heartbeat patterns and the result of it being hit at times of it taking place yeah but we'll have to look into that further so all right so it sounds like a story that we're gonna keep hearing about but it sounds like it's it's on the upswing so yes it sounds like we're making positive progress he's ahead of schedule which yes. is good to hear mm -hmm. um and again another story that you'll probably hear more about next week yep all right that's it for me so sorry for right. delving into something so serious but eh, no maybe problem. you can lighten us up or do you got serious stuff too? I mean, I'm starting with something serious. Okay, <laughs> we're on that. We, yeah, we had uh, an accident in uh, the acting world as well. Okay, Jeremy Renner was uh, injured by a snowplow snowplow accident on New Year's Day. Oh jeez. Um, he uh, apparently was helping a neighbor, I believe, plow their driveway or something. Mm -hmm. He was doing some sort of plowing, and the machine started to roll away from him while he was not in it. And while he was trying to get back into the machine to stop it, he injured himself. Uh, the roads were so bad that they couldn't get an ambulance or, or anyone to his house, so he had to be airlifted oh, uh, to the hospital. But he's making progress as well. He's he's healing up, and he's fine. He's just celebrated his 52nd birthday in the hospital, um, surrounded by family and friends. So, so he's recovering. Um, he did make some pretty... Um, bad injuries with his chest and uh, I believe leg as well but um, as far as I know he's recovering mm -hmm. and hopefully he'll be fine very soon here but I, th these are types of injuries that take a while to, to heal from you know right so, uh, so more on that as it develops uh, next bit of news a little bit more drama okay you know we love to talk about drama especially when it pertains to the DC Universe. Yeah, we do. And Warner Brothers Discovery and all that. They just, they're full of drama these days. They're the one that you keep hearing about, and there's always problems. They're the problem child. 
most recently, uh, The Rock, who played Black Adam, uh, he was really pushing for that Black Adam movie. Remember, I know we were talking about how he kind of like hid some some financial or posted fake financial fake reports ones. or I something. I remember that, yeah. was trying to make the movie look like it did better than it did. Yeah. The movie did end up making a little bit of a profit, but not very much compared to how much it cost. Um, but apparently, The Rock, before we got the, the new heads of the, the DC studios, uh, he went over the heads of some... Uh, other higher ups at DC and at Warner Brothers, straight up to the CEO to propose like his movie trilogy or his idea of DC Universe with like a Black Adam trilogy and this and that. Like he really liked this character and really really saw some potential. He wanted to build up to a, a Black Adam versus Superman movie. Oh wow! So yeah, that's <laughs> some. Some pretty crazy ideas, and people got kind of upset that he was going over heads and back and forth. Which, I mean, to his uh, defense, it was kind of unclear who was in charge of what in all these times. As you know, there's a merger going on. There's uh, these people getting hired, these people getting hired. It's like, you know what? The CEO is pretty static. I'll just go talk to him, you know? Yeah. But The Rock, yeah, he's, he's definitely trying to... He was trying to grab some power that he didn't really have a right to at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and so it did cause some some tensions there, which may have led to why he's not in the current DC universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, Peter and James have not decided to have Black Adam, at least in their first phase of DC films. Um, so we'll see... <laughs> what happens there like we say for every news story yeah uh but yeah he seems to have had kind of a falling out with the studio because of all he these moves he was making um some people are blaming it on ego trip or something or whatever but i mean you know it's just like any other film star they want what's going to be best for their characters for the film and i i think it shows a little bit of dedication to the studio and to the character uh, yeah. While it may not have been the best move, uh, he was just doing what he could to keep the franchise alive and try to build a fan base. So, and he was advocating for himself and for the role, like you said, that he enjoyed and thought that other people enjoyed. So, I guess my question would be: I mean, this is the rock we're talking about, right? So, how much leverage does he have in comparison to? if other people were to go into that office and stuff. I mean, like you said, it didn't seem as though it went over well, but is there that factor of this is the rock, we want him to be a part of this universe? Is it going to be like maybe he had an easier time doing this uh, than some others would? Or if anybody tried this, it's not going to go well. It doesn't matter who you are. I mean, he does have a, a good amount of pull. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the whole reason why Black Adam was as expensive as it was was because he was attached to it versus other stars. Mm-hmm. So, like, Shazam, cheaper movie because the stars in the movie were, you know, lesser known or newer mm-hmm. actors. You didn't have a lot of big names. But The Rock has made a name for himself. He's a bigger name, and he's he's gotten larger roles lately, uh, mm-hmm. which adds to the cost of having that sort of actor lead your film. Um, so he does have a little more pull than uh, maybe a few other actors, but 
uh, it doesn't mean that things are going to go for him. Because, I mean, when it boils down to it, business is business. And yeah. whoever's the CEO and in charge of the business, they're the ones who have to say. Yep. Not not the actors. They they get paid to, to do the job, and that's it. Got it. Um, that clears so things up. That, that kind of led to a lot of the, the anger and frustration, I think, of the situation. But most recently, he actually posted on his Instagram... Uh, a video of him on his private jet or whatever uh, signing some paperwork with uh, a the Star Wars theme in the background. Hmm. Uh, so that's leading to some speculation hmm. that maybe he's signing on to a deal with Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Hmm. Um, so we'll see if maybe he, he joins the Star Wars universe next and what he does to that one. <laughs> I guess that's kind of what i meant as well but left out was like this is the rock he could go anywhere and right. not like do anything he wants but i mean i think there's a lot of people that would love to have them attached to their films or attached to their studio so you gotta kind of give him some of what he wants again you can't just right. totally give him every single thing he wants and have him run in the show like you said that's what ceo is for and he has his role but i think he has more leverage than some other people for especially sure. if he has other offers oh he definitely does which yeah. i mean he's in everything so of yeah. course he has other <laughs> he's offers. been in everything <laughs> um so yeah we'll see um if he ends up joining the star wars universe when we get news on that what this uh paperwork he was signing was all about <laughs> yeah this segment has just been a big to be continued today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh last bit of news for me avatar 2 once again talking about that one it is officially the highest grossing film of 2022 so it, it topped yeah. top gun maverick which was the top one for wow. last year uh so at this point it's definitely making a profit. There's no way it can't. Right. Even though it was super expensive, it's it's making waves for for that cost for sure. Uh, looking at the list of the highest grossing films of all time, which the first Avatar tops um, with almost three billion dollars in revenue, um, it is now the ninth highest film of all time. The sequel the ninth my goodness and yeah. it came out in the November? end of last year yeah it came out in december it came out it came december. out in the, the last Jeez. two weeks of the year and when did top gun come out top gun came out summer? in the summer it was a summer yeah. blockbuster Jeez. so uh wow. the fact that top gun was able to come out then and still had like a couple re-releases throughout the year people loved that um, movie. yeah this one and it was in theaters for a long time yes avatar was in theaters for two weeks and already topped world box office uh, records for last year. So it just shows the the power that that franchise has. No matter how much people want to say, like, oh, you know, it's it's kind of a boring movie. It's really not a big pop culture thing. Because, yeah, no, we don't really talk about Avatar very much. It happened, and then that's it. But it was, it was a, a cinematic phenomenon. The yeah. CGI was amazing. The visuals were amazing. The sequel kept that up. And clearly, it is making its place as some sort of pop culture phenomenon. I don't know how it's going to enter, like, that realm. Like, you don't see people walking around wearing Avatar merch. <laughs> they wear no. uh, Avengers merch, or they wear Star Wars merch, or yeah. DC merch. So If it it's has not, a score merch. It's not, <laughs> it's not as merchandisable for some reason, but it's still 
highly profitable. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we've got five movies coming up. Maybe the five Avatar movies will be the top five highest grossing films of all time. Who knows? That would be crazy. That would be like weird for sure living in a simulation. Right, right. At least right. if you ask me. But that, yeah, I just, I cannot believe those figures over two weeks versus something that took place over the summer. Yeah. And, and it's still in theaters. So like, it, it'll still be in theaters, I'm assuming, until mid-February. So it's going to continue to rise up the ranks, probably adding itself to the top five. That's my assumption here, is it's going to be in the top five highest grossing of all time. Yeah, and I mean, credit to Top Gun, the newest one. That was another movie where people are like, you have to see this in theaters. It's right. Just, it's going to blow you away if you see it in theaters. My parents saw it in theaters. I, I still haven't seen it yet, but <laughs> I um, heard that from many people and heard about how awesome it was. Heard a lot of good feedback. This is the same thing, but to think that like that much more people came in a two-week span versus people that could have went throughout the whole summer or have been streaming it this fall or winter, that just, that I mean, really blows me away. Yeah. That is wild. <laughs> it's such a short span to, to really make such waves definitely same uh but that's the last bit of news for me um hope you enjoyed our news segment today please be sure to join us in the future for possible updates on these stories uh as they develop so absolutely to be continued as yes we said. <laughs> definitely for um, these. Mm-hmm. so keep it up with our theme of new beginnings our skim through is this week and yep. Uh, to keep with the theme, it's kind of harder. I don't want to spoil, like I said earlier uh, in the last episode, I don't want to spoil a movie that came out last year. And I don't want him to either. That's that's <laughs> It's wrong to spoil a movie uh, within, I'd say, maybe like 10 years of it coming out. I was going to say 5, but 10's yeah. also good. 10's ten, yeah. good too. Maybe 5. But like, if it's like a bigger movie, like Avatar, it's uh. like, okay, maybe you could spoil it within five years because if it's made that much money, everyone's had to have seen it, right? Mm, um, not everybody. But like <laughs> <Not> smaller movies, <laughs> yeah, not you. <laughs> but smaller movies, they definitely need a larger span. So I think 10 years is fair. Definitely. Um, so I picked a movie that definitely breaks that, that 10 year. I think it breaks, yeah, the 20 year mark. So we should be pretty safe. Uh, this year we saw... I think we spoiled a new spoiled newer movies than that right right <laughs> this year we saw i believe the sixth film like feature film of the franchise um puss in boots 2 okay uh yes it's a spin-off but i we still can cons- it's in the universe so it's still considered a part of the film franchise so today we're talking about the film that started it all shrek <laughs> oh yeah let's the first do it shrek movie <laughs> so <laughs> here we go are you ready Having it compared to sports, I guess. Yeah. So Devin has to find some sort of way that this compares to something in the sports world. Uh, Shrek, of course, has a lot of themes, and it's made yeah. uh, a huge impact on pop culture, on the film industry, and everything. It, it was a, a huge film. Um, so we will see what sort of connection Devin can come up with thinking of these themes or what happens in this movie off the top of my head. Cause we didn't go over this ahead of time. Right. So. Right. He doesn't know. He didn't know this film until I just said it. So. Jeez. Like you said, a lot of different themes. It's been a long time since I've watched it, but let's see what we can do. Oh, it's a great movie. So we're going to start off 
Uh, you know, we start off with our storybook beginning, mm-hmm. reading through a storybook. Once upon a time, there was a princess, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the page gets ripped out, <laughs> and we see <laughs> Shrek come out of a porta potty or an outhouse um, where he presumably wiped his butt with that story page. So, <laughs> really starts us off in introducing this character as, you know, your nonchalant, just kind of gross uh, guy, but a funny gross. It's not like gross-out humor in a way that you're actually grossed out and you're like, I don't want to watch this. It's just it's just funny. He's yeah. an ogre. Shrek's yeah. an ogre. He's yeah. a green ogre. Everyone fears him. He's gross. He uses his earwax as candles. He bathes in mud uh, so it's just a montage to the tune of all star by smash mouth yeah um cleaning himself and stuff and then we see um the village trying to um uh, form an, a mob against him mm-hmm. he scares them all off boom that's that's the beginning montage there mm. well so shrek is he's a recluse he's antisocial. he doesn't want people in his land this is his swamp his only. He's alone and he's happy about it. Uh, and he's perfectly fine being that way. Well, later on, we see this line of fairy tale creatures being taken in by this group of guards or knights. Uh, they're being checked in as people drop off these fairy tale creatures for monetary payment. Uh, and one of these creatures is a talking donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this talking donkey, he really doesn't want to be taken in and he causes a little bit of a ruckus. Yeah. And starts running away from these guards. Well, as he's running away, he ends up on Shrek's land. The guards who are chasing him see Shrek. They immediately stop, and they're like, "Oh, this this donkey. He's a you know, he's a criminal. He's coming with us. Blah blah blah, or whatever." Um, and Shrek's like, "Get off my swamp, guards! Yeah. You suck." <laughs> it scares them all away. Uh, so Donkey, who is played by Eddie Murphy, he's the comic relief character. He's very annoying. He doesn't stop talking. Uh, so he's really annoying Shrek, but he somehow convinces Shrek to to let him kind of stay the night because he doesn't he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't know anyone. He's kind of been abandoned by his owner or whatever, trying to be sold off there. Um, so yes, he spends the night. Well, the next morning. We wake up to see that Shrek Swamp is filled with fairy tale creatures. What are they all doing here? Um, and they had been dropped off by Lord Farquaad, who took over the local uh, city and has banished all fairy tale creatures from the town. So. Uh, in that banishment, he decided to dump them off in the swamp, which I guess he didn't realize was owned by Shrek. He didn't know that it was owned by this fearsome ogre. <laughs> uh, so yeah, <laughs> Shrek decides, I need to stick it to the man. I need to go see this Farquad guy and get you all off my land. He doesn't really care so much about getting them back home. He cares more so about getting his land back to himself. Uh, as he goes off, into the nights to to go to Dulac to talk to this Farquad guy. Uh, Donkey joins him on his journey, and boom, they they walk off. So I'll stop there. We'll see. <laughs> Are there any sports players, athletes, maybe that uh, 
are recluses or maybe some people who are misunderstood. Who knows? Yeah. Let's see what we can come up with. There is. So, brief background on myself in case you're getting into this podcast later in the game and haven't gotten back. Um, Obviously, I do NFL and fantasy football content. So, I cover the whole league. And when I do that, I try to not be biased. So, at heart, growing up, everything, I was a Bears fan. And that is a route I could have taken. But instead, I chose to cover like all NFL, all players, through all fantasy football. And in doing so, if a player on the Bears is not doing well, I have to be critical. And a rival or a couple rivals are the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. So if players are doing well on those teams, I have to be truthful. I can't just, because they're rivals of my team, be like, oh, he's really not that good, or oh, this and that. If they're doing good, I'm going to say they're good. It doesn't matter what laundry, as people say, that they're wearing. (laughs) I need to evaluate them as a player. So long story long, I am going to talk about a player that, again, like you said, I believe that is misunderstood. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm going to be talking about this player, but there's things that's like just you hear something and it's not true or you hear something and it is true, but you don't really understand as to why. Long story long again, I'm going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers and some of his Packers teammates as well because there's some other characters. But we're going to compare Shrek to Aaron Rodgers for this segment. <laughs> I hope um, he's not offended. <laughs> he might be. Again, I'm not doing this to be as fightful as a Bears fan. I, I do think that there's things that he's done that people have considered to be out there, like he did some sort of cleanse this out season, this off season, and uh, there's been some rumors about like some girlfriends that he's dated, about things that they are into as well, all things that are kind of his personal life that has been brought to the forefront right which is hard to avoid as a celebrity exactly a celebrity and an athlete so i don't have like too much more to add at this time but i'll have to do some research and kind of see how things can compare but makes sense that that the rumors are you know track we see you know the rumor is he's a scary beast you know yes. that, that he should be hated and mm-hmm. and he's gross and stuff i mean yes we kind of see that in the opening montage but we don't really know this character yet so right. while that may be him on the outside we haven't yet met him on the inside i so, guess oh. to get into it a little bit i guess more so of like the uh picking on rogers and saying and thinking that he's like evil and a bad person and stuff Again, I'll get into some more recent stuff, but I think this originated more so when there was the COVID years of playing NFL football and you were not required to get vaccinated. He chose not to. I really don't want to get into all of that, but he chose not to, but he did state that he had it at one point in time. So there was something about like him having antibodies, whatever, whatever. That was like the first thing that happened where people were kind of trying to criticize him for a decision he made and how he handled it and pretty much everything that he has done since then has been analyzed and kind of there's just been like rumor mill stuff about it ever since then so that was like two years ago maybe or something okay all right we'll get some updates uh let's let's return to the film yeah uh so we're introduced to this lord farquad guy he's a very 
uh, short man with a Napoleon complex. <laughs> he <laughs> he is not the king of Duloc. All right, and in order to become the king of Duloc, he needs to marry a princess. Mm-hmm. Um, so he finds the the mirror mirror on the wall and plays a little game show thing to decide which which princess to go for and uh, ends up landing on Princess Fiona, who's kept in a large tower uh, protected by a dragon uh, in in like a volcano, basically. There's lava. It's surrounded by lava. Mm. So it's a dangerous trek that he's not going to make alone. Shrek and Donkey get to Duloc, and they are welcomed by a bunch of guards <laughs> when they when they enter the arena. So they enter the arena. Shrek is talking to Lord Farquaad. He's like, "Hey, I want my swamp back. Get those fairy tale creatures out of here." And he's like, he he was already talking to these guards, trying to decide who was going to go rescue the princess for him. And he was like, "Oh, well, new contest." first one to kill the ogre gets to go on this glorious quest for me and so all the guards go and fight uh shrek and shrek knocks out all of them like he it's like this huge wrestling montage and and he's just like i don't know it's just really funny the movie is so good at bringing up the humor uh aspects of this it's hard for me to do it justice without the visuals i'm doing my best yeah but there's no way I'm going to do this movie justice. Just getting that out there now. Hopefully anyway. people got the image in their mind. <laughs> right, yeah. right. He, he beats all the guards, and uh, Farquaad decides, oh, wait a second. I'll make you a deal. If you go rescue the princess, then I'll get all the, the people off, off your swamp. And he's like, all right, fine. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And so him and Donkey go to rescue the princess. Uh, they get to the tower... They finally get inside the tower after some squambling. Um, and Shrek finds the princess. And the princess, you know, she's under the impression that the person who comes to rescue her is the knight that she's supposed to fall in love with. You know, that's the fairy tales. But he's like, no, I'm actually on a mission to bring you to another guy. She's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, while they are talking, Donkey has found the dragon. And uh, in an attempt to get the dragon off his back or to let him go, he kind of flirts with her. Which is a little weird, but the dragon yeah. ends up falling in love with Donkey. <laughs> right. And so when Shrek and Fiona find Donkey, he's kind of still captured by the dragon. Uh, and Shrek's like, well, we can't leave without him. And so they, they save Donkey and the dragon chases him out of the, the castle and they get out of the castle and they um, make camp for the night. But before they make camp for the night, Fiona is like, "Well, you saved me. We're supposed to have true love's first kiss." And Trek's like, "I, have, you don't want that." <laughs> She's like, "Take off your helmet and kiss me." And he's like, "Nope, nope, nope. That's not part of the plan. Whatever." <laughs> and because well, she finally, can't tell, right? Right. Like, she doesn't he, know. He's yeah. wearing a helmet. Yeah. Uh, well, finally, she gets him to take off his helmet because she's very aggressive, we find out. Uh, he takes off the helmet. She realizes he's an ogre. And she's like, no, that's not that's not the way it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to be an ogre, blah, blah, blah. And it right. kind of, like, sets the mood for, like, oh, great. Yep, yep. She sees me, and boom, I'm, I'm being broadcasted as this disgusting ogre creature, whatever. 
Um, well, they make camp for the night, and she kind of changes her tune. She's like, uh, "Whatever, I'm I'm going to bed. Good night." Uh, and <laughs> that's at, at night. Shrek and Donkey looking up at the stars, uh, telling stories of the constellations, and they kind of bond a little bit more. And that's where mm-hmm. Shrek admits that like people see me as this scary creature and maybe that's not what he wants he kind of admits that like he he doesn't really like that that's the first thing people think about him or the way that people see him and that they Mm. they kind of do that before they really get to know him um so it's a very tender moment between donkey and shrek um to kind of see them bond like that when they were first met with like Shrek just very aggressive towards Donkey, and yeah. he opens up to him there. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll break there. That's yep. about the midpoint of the movie. We'll get yeah. through the rest of it after. Yeah. So I guess not too much about like rumor mill stuff and things that he did in the off season and who he's dating and stuff. To be honest, I don't know who he <laughs> is. Uh, I don't really keep up with that sort of drama. I kind of keep up with like drama within the organization so if you're playing with a teammate you don't like if you're playing with a coach you don't like if the team made a decision that you disagree with those are kind of things that are interesting to me rather than like what's taking place off the field that's just not really something that i i I mean if if it's something good or bad that's good but it's just like it also if it's not really true anyways um so who I like to compare Donkey to is the quarterback that they drafted a couple years ago in the first round. So their first draft pick, draft pick in this, I think, 2019 draft, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. Um, what Aaron Rodgers would have preferred would be it would have been a wide receiver or maybe even a tight end. As we've discussed on this podcast, the quarterback is throwing the ball to a wide receiver or tight end. Since he has been with the team, they have not drafted a wide receiver for him to uh, throw the ball to. So you're thinking, this is the year, and what did they do? They draft somebody that plays the position that he does. (laughs) Can you believe it? Yeah, so... That probably frustrated him. It did. So it caused tension with people higher up in the organization caused tension with the quarterback himself um i mean to kind of just summarize it briefly he at first rogers kind of wanted to trade then he was contemplating retiring then he ended up staying that's kind of stuff that's happened throughout different seasons and off seasons and then yeah he's kind of stuck now with this teammate this quarterback that he didn't ask for and he kind of has to be a mentor to him so now that we're a little bit further in the uh, pipeline and we're a little bit further in Rogers career like we know he's not gonna play forever I mean like let's just say five years or so I feel like is realistic maybe a little less maybe a little more because he does have resources in terms of money to retire early if he so chooses but they drafted him the quarterback that is in order for Rodgers to mentor him because Rodgers was actually drafted in the first round as well by the Packers when they still had Brett Favre and who we've talked about but we'll yeah, just talk we'll just talk about him as a That's player. That's a name I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they still had Favre, still started him for a few years, had Rodgers in the background 
learning. And then when it was time for Rhett Favre to move on, they traded him to another team. Now Rodgers had been preparing for a few years, and he was ready to go. So that is going to be the plan with Jordan Love. But at the time, it's like, hey, I would like some players to throw the ball to or maybe even some on defense to help us out so I can get the ball in my hands faster. Um, this doesn't really help me right now, but I think now we're kind of a few years in the process and the narrative has changed a little bit. I think he's kind of accepted that he's not going to be playing forever. Maybe if he continues to play, it might not be with that team for forever or for through his career. But I think he's embraced this now that we're a couple years into this process. So kind of similar to Shrek embracing Donkey and his presence and getting to know him a little bit. I think these two have gotten to know each other a little bit and they're in a better place than they were at the beginning when it was kind of forced upon both of them. Right. And then briefly, this is probably a bad comparison, but it's the comparison I'm going to go with <laughs> so that Short King, that's not his name. Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. We're just going to compare them to... We're going to compare a person to a team. We're going to compare them to the San Francisco 49ers. And <laughs> we're doing that as in like the 49ers are a playoff team and so are the Packers. And they are both, they had to go head to head last year and the 49ers were the team that beat the Packers. So the 49ers advanced, the Packers didn't. Um, that's what I know on the top of my head is most recent. Obviously there's this season we're going to have to see Today we find out if the Packers are going to go in the playoffs or not. Uh, in years past, I think both of those teams have been in the playoff mix like every year, and they have to play. Um, long story short, that's just what happened the most recent, and we're just going to compare, unfortunately, Fiona as in like advancing in the playoffs or like the ultimate end goal of like getting uh, winning a championship. Okay. Because I, I hate yeah comparing like a person to a team and like a person to a like a, 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 a game <laughs> a or desire. a feeling yeah or like a goal but ultimately they're both like chasing to try to get to Fiona first as of right now right kind of so they're both I mean, they're delivering Fiona to him uh, but I mean the idea at this point mm -hmm. is that Fiona and him are gonna get married there's yeah. like nothing between the other side we'll get to the the other side in a got second it, here. got it but I, I guess in terms of dumbing it down and making it simple we're just going to compare like two sides that are kind of like in they're working towards the same thing per se but they're doing it in different ways so okay. we got yeah 49ers doing their thing packers doing their thing we know of like the Packers' yeah. internal struggles. Maybe we'll find out more about the, the 49ers, 49ers later. are sitting there and relaxing, <laughs> waiting for the the wind to come their way. Yeah. Whereas Aaron Rodgers and this other quarterback are really in here doing all the dirty work, trying to to get it, the game to them. Yeah, we're we're jumping around timeline so much, but that's really what's taking yeah, place fine. this season. 49ers have already secured their spot in the playoffs. The Packers are actually playing today to determine if they will be in the playoffs or not. So that's why, like you said, 49ers are kind of coasting right now. They know they that know. they're in yeah, the they're playoffs where the Packers are still scrapping to see so are we, we going to be in it or not. So we the future right now. We, we'll we could see be, when, yeah. this, when this episode comes out what the reaction <laughs> <I know>. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue on. 
Um, the next morning, Fiona's like completely changed her tune. She's, you know, grateful that she was rescued from the tower. She made them breakfast when they wake up, Shrek and Donkey. Um, and uh, she's like, let's go off to, to Duloc. Come on, let's go. And Shrek and Donkey kind of exchange glances. They're like, what the heck is happening? Um, they continue on the path, and they're ambushed by Robin Hood and his merry men, uh, who Fiona beats up like just oh. completely demolishes the whole team and <laughs> shrek and donkey are just like wow okay yeah um well fiona discovers an arrow in shrek's butt uh, and she sends donkey off on a nothing quest to go find a blue th- flower with red thorns to to help um because she just wanted to get rid of it because he was being kind of annoying um they and at this point she gets the arrow out of shrek's butt um and shrek and fiona kind of start to bond a lot and mm. we see shrek start to fall in love with fiona and seemingly fiona kind of reciprocating those feelings uh as as we get like a montage with a a nice little love song as we find out they're both kind of disgusting <laughs> <laughs> in, in the um the musical this is and I'm kind of jumping media here because yeah. I, I just directed this musical last year. But um, in the musical, it's in the form of a song where they they both start like they start angry fighting, and then they get to a point where someone accidentally uh, farts, and <laughs> and then she like Shrek farts. And he's like, oops, sorry, better out than in, I always say, oops. And then Fiona farts as well as they find that they're they're more similar than different. And right. they, they continue to fart for the rest of the song. But in the in the show, it's like the same thing. Yeah. Uh, in, in the movie. They they realize that they're more similar than they are different. And that that I, I think is where some of the, the tension eases and the love story starts between them. Okay. So Shrek realizes he has feelings for her. Uh, they camp for the night and uh, Shrek goes off to go uh, find a flower for Fiona is we don't know that at the time but Shrek's not there donkey goes in to check in on on Fiona and we find out that Fiona's actually under some sort of curse where she's a an ogre by night mm-hmm. um, so at at uh, sunfall each night, um, she becomes an ogre. Uh, Shrek doesn't know this. He's coming up to the the windmill that they have camped at to give her this flower, and he overhears a conversation between Donkey and Fiona where she's like explaining like like ogre and ugly don't go together. But she's really talking about herself. Yeah, like not ogre and ugly do go together. Ogre, ugly and princess don't go uh, together is what yeah, she's yeah. saying. Shrek thinks that she's talking about him because mm-hmm. he doesn't know that she's actually the way that she is. She's cursed, yeah. Yeah. you know. Uh, so he goes off and he's like, you know, fine. I guess it was too good to be true. He goes off to Duloc uh, and fetches the the guards and Lord Farquaad to come get the princess there, kind of meet them because they're right outside Duloc. They had decided to make camp one last time, uh, presumably because Fiona wanted to spend a little bit more time with them, which is why she decided to make camp. Right. So that they had, like, one more day together. Um, well, the next morning, they wake up to the guards coming to pick up Fiona, and uh, Fiona and Shrek kind of have a standoffish point where he he 
brings up what he heard overnight and she she's like oh okay well farewell and they they leave mm-hmm. well donkey kind of explains that like she wasn't talking about you she was talking about someone else uh and then they have a falling out shrek goes back to his swamp just by himself donkey's kind of off doing his own thing mm-hmm. uh it's another montage to hallelujah yeah the song yeah. so it's it's the more somber point it's the falling action we see that all of these relationships have kind of fallen out it was so great before that yeah and now he's he's kind of lost his his best friend at that time and also his love interest mm-hmm. um and he's he's returning back to his recluse lifestyle um well donkey ends up popping by the uh the thing and just tells shrek look like you got to go tell fiona how you feel whatever they they have like a little dispute but then they eventually get to that point um where shrek's kind of talking to donkey and they they kind of make amends yeah. a little bit and they go off to Duloc to um to go stop this marriage because shrek like admits like he's in love with her and that he and donkey kind of tells shrek like fiona likes you too okay and so they go off to Duloc to stop this wedding they uh get there and um the wedding is taking place between farquaad and fiona and Mm -hmm. fiona's trying to speed it up so it happens before nightfall so she doesn't turn into this ogre um shrek jumps through uh or busts through the door to object to the wedding farquaad kind of tries to put him on display like oh no he's falling in love with the princess everyone laugh at him and this causes like a big squabble between them uh, but nightfall happens and Fiona becomes an ogre and mm-hmm. Lord Farquaad is like ugh it's hideous <laughs> and tells his guards to kill it which leads to the battle between Farquaad and Shrek again Donkey's girlfriend the dragon right, shows yeah. up and helps and then eats Lord Farquaad um, after he reveals of course that his whole plan was just to be king he didn't really care about Fiona um and yeah so they beat farquad after the dragon eats farquad uh and they return to the swamp to kind of live together and the fairy tale creatures sort of sort of join in too they're all kind of friends in the end so we see the resolution is like shrek has has kind of found his place in in this journey he found um his true love he found his best friend and he found a little bit of community in those fairy tale creatures that he thought were, you know, he, he didn't want on his land, but he's more like them than than he would like to admit. He, yeah. he himself is a fairy tale that he <laughs> insulted in the beginning of the movie. So Right. Um and that's that's kind of where we get in. There's like a singing thing at the end, I'm a believer, where they all sing and everyone's like, Yay. Yay! <laughs> and Fiona and Shrek right off uh in their onion carriage into the sunset uh getting married because they got yes yes they did oh and i missed the part where like they have true love's first kiss and fiona stays an ogre so that's yeah yeah that's i yeah this is for me because I have seen this. It's been a while, but it's right. Like, you telling it is like I I do remember. It all really kind of this. Kinda yeah. speeds up at the yeah. end there. Like you have that hallelujah sequence, and then it's like <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Okay, it's over. <laughs> it is a child's movie. I mean, obviously, like we're talking about it. It's enjoyable for all ages, but that was 
the target so those movies can't be like too too long and have too much right dialogue and themes and stuff go in one direction and kind of lose attention span of younger viewers but uh, i guess for my sake we're not really getting into any off-field stuff the way that we thought we would or the way i thought we would which is fine because i would have to look stuff up and of course like the first couple articles if i don't really do my due diligence and researching i'm going to be part of the problem that i am stating that i think that rogers has become victim to is right. like a little bit of fake news a little bit of maybe the news is true but then people are running along with it and even if the first thing was true, now a couple things thereafter are not true. So we're not really getting into that. We're kind of getting into my perspective of the past few seasons of them making their playoff runs, them having Jordan Love, them having other teammates. So briefly, let's kind of bring it back. So there was a point in time where Rodgers, I think this was just last offseason, I'm pretty sure, was contemplating retirement. So let's just compare that to when Trek was feeling down and out a little bit and he felt as though he heard something and he was interpreting it one way. He he did hear that, but he was interpreting it incorrectly because he didn't have all the context. So right. we're going to compare that time of him leaving and him taking time to reflect to the time where Rogers left and the time he took to reflect. So I don't know if you remember this at all getting into your world a little bit he hosted jeopardy do you remember that at all when aaron Rodgers hosted jeopardy for like a week or maybe two <laughs> weeks <laughs> i think i i think i saw something about that yeah because they they were swapping hosts after trebek had passed away yes so, so they had a lot of um swapped hosts and i i totally forgot that aaron Rodgers was one of those hosts. he hosted it and i believe there was an offer for him to take over full time if he chose to do so so he took that off season he was away from the team so he was again this idea of like fiona being the game of football the championship game in general so his eye like rogers his uh, mind and eyes were not set on that anymore his friend of jordan love uh that's like kind of his friend kind of not um he stepped away from that and took some time and kind of went back to something else like and was away from everybody and away from these ideas but eventually we circle back we're talking about now the have the opportunity the packers do to be in a position to get to the playoffs and maybe get to the super bowl and those two are still together now uh jordan love and aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers being the starter but Jordan Love kind of being like next up in any situation where that would be needed and just briefly you talked about the creatures a little bit I know there's like yeah, the the, gin the gingerbread gingerbread man, man and like Pinocchio, a couple a couple other pigs, ones yeah. yeah so he had a couple young wide receivers this year they had two rookies and they added some veterans, too, actually. One he's played with before and one he hasn't. So the reason that they're like not definitely in the playoffs the way the 49ers are is because they started off being under 500. They started off with a lot of losses. Mm -hmm. And he had like some tension and some 
issues uh, in terms of chemistry with his wide receivers at first. They were all new to the team. They had Devontae Adams in years past. They traded him away. That doesn't really relate to our story, so I'll keep it on this. So he had some issues at first, kind of like getting everybody on board, uh, getting everybody to learn the plays. There was just like Rodgers thought that he was playing to a certain level and that maybe they weren't matching that. In terms of preparation, not into like bashing their talent, but he just thought that he was more prepared than they were and that they needed to step it up. So there was, again, a situation where Shrek was turning his back on these people and then eventually came around to them. And now we're at a point to where Rodgers has been playing well with these wide receivers. Christian Watson has been awesome. Romeo Dobbs has been another great player for them so we see Shrek and we see Rogers step away from it all and then we eventually see Shrek rekindle with Donkey and the princess and the creatures are there and uh, Donkey has his uh, love interest with the dragon and yeah. stuff <laughs> but we eventually see Rogers come back to uh, Jordan Love to be a mentor there and to also be a mentor for these younger wide receivers to be good teammates to them and in order to compete. So despite taking that time to reflect, am I going to retire? Am I going to host Jeopardy? No, I'm going to go and I'm going to chase after the championship. I'm going to chase after playing football. So again, the idea of that being Fiona and stuff, those two are reunited and we'll see again how Far that may go in terms of trying to get to the playoffs and Super Bowl, but that is uh, <laughs> that is the comparison I, I, I got love for that us. Hosting Jeopardy is the the equivalent <laughs> of living alone, all angry and yeah, ugly on a swamp. <laughs> of course it is. What else would it be? I mean, again, there was some other things that he was uh, doing in the off season. Like he's he's dating somebody new, I believe. He dated Danica Patrick in the past. Oh, uh, yeah, the NASCAR race, driver. Yeah, yeah, the racer, yes. So, um, but I don't really know, like, who he's dating now and what that's all, all about. I know he had, like, some stories swirling around him about, like, some sort of cleanse he did this off offseason, um, something foreign to um, what we probably, like, you and I know or whatever, but just don't know that much about that. Right. So I'm just kind of... I mean, again, not the best comparison, but kind of silly, like you said, comparing it to. But, I mean, those are two totally opposite things, playing football and being the host of Jeopardy. I would right. say those yeah, are totally pretty polar al- opposites. So that's what I got for us. <laughs> All right. Interesting comparison. So um, <laughs> very fun, very fun. I, I Honestly, like it, it's not easy to do to, to hear it on the spot and just come up with something like that on the right. fly like there's multiple routes that you could take and you just got to stick to one so yep excellent excellent job again this week very mm-hmm. good uh, so that week. concludes our uh our skim through which means next week is our poster post game analysis yep. uh where we will be placing some characters in a recent game and we'll see what that game is next week could be any sport could be um any any players any teams yep. so we will we'll we'll see we'll see who it is wait and see folks yeah <laughs> i don't have an idea in mind at this time i guess i'll see what games were looking like they were good games or whatever games i may have watched we'll we'll have to wait and see folks yeah 
All right. Uh, bringing us to our last bit of the show. Mm-hmm. Two truths, one lie. I think our score is zero and one each, right? That is correct, yep. We got the same score, so we're tied. We'll see if we break that tie today. Um, you did news first. You go ahead go first. Sure, no problem. So throughout its 81-year history, the NHL has grown from six teams to 32 teams. This has happened through adding expansion teams throughout the decades. Speaking of adding teams throughout the decades, which of these teams wasn't added in the past decade because oh, it was added sooner? So going to list off three teams, and one of them was ex- an expansion team, but not within the past 10 years. So- okay. Sooner than that. They are all teams. Gotcha. So we have the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Las Vegas Knights, and the Seattle Kraken. Which of these has been in the league for longer? Where's Columbus at? Ohio. Okay. Oh, Ohio. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Ohio, Washington, and Nevada. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see. I mean, obvious outlier here, Nevada. You know, there's no ice in Nevada. How are you going to know how to ice skate? Of course, indoor ice rinks, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, man, in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I'm going to go with Ohio because it's a smaller town. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or no, no, no. Then they, they would be lesser known. Yeah, because... Ohio would be smaller compared to these other two. Mm-hmm. Um, since they're bigger cities, it makes more sense that they would exist longer, right? Right. So maybe Ohio is not the route. Um, they would be one of the ones maybe in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Except they're near the Great Lakes region, which is pretty big for hockey. I mean, you got us here with the Blackhawks. You've got uh, the Canadian teams we play against. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, Devin! <laughs> yeah, you're you're going through it right the now. But I like all your reasoning. I don't want to like steer you one way or another. I'm gonna say it was just... probably Seattle. Seattle's probably the one that's been in it for the longest. Yeah. All right. So that is actually the most recent. No, added no team. way. You're <laughs> the, a liar. The Seattle Kraken joined the NHL as a 32nd team in 2021 no way the las vegas knights joined in 2016 and we saw both the columbus blue jackets and the minnesota wild join in 2000 so, so i would have been right with my first guess you would have but been I was stupid and second guessed it. <laughs> this is something that again we're in illinois but my dad's a huge hockey fan grew uh he, he played hockey like well into his 20s and he has said that as well. Not that you can't be a fan of hockey no matter where you live, but as of right now, like the teams that were like making a heavy playoff push last year were like the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have won a couple cups in the past few years. And right. it's, he's thinking like, obviously there's the indoor elements of playing but it's like to think of Florida being a destination for hockey players where they cannot have skated 
I mean, unless they travel, they cannot have like skated on a frozen lake yeah. growing up. <laughs> where here we have lakes and ponds that freeze over, and you can practice ice skating from a young age before even starting to play hockey indoors or anything. So right. I get your thought process there, but there's also it yeah, depends yeah. on the research of like what markets are going to be best for a team. So yeah, Seattle is uh, another team that they've lost a basketball team recently. So in terms of sports, they actually had a team and lost one. And now they have one for hockey. But I don't know. There just must be something going on with the sports market there. Yeah. It's like there's not high demand, but now there is some because they have the hockey team. Yeah, I wonder why there's lower demand for sports there. Maybe it's those millennials <laughs> keep moving there. Must be. But uh, all right, let's see what you got for us. You are 0 and 2. So let's see what I can do. All right. So two truths, one lie. Which sequel does not have the same lead actor as the original? So the first movie. Hmm. Um, you have Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. The Tooth Fairy 2. Okay. And The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. Hmm. So, I don't even think I've seen that first one, but I know of it. Yeah, the point of the question is, like, the lead actor, so the main character yeah. is the same between each of the, the, the first movie and the sequel. The character for or each the of actor? These, each of these movies, character. But oh, got it, got it. which one does not see the same actor returning to play that? Okay. Um, was Ben Stiller in that second one? Maybe. Maybe. Um, and then we have something about a tooth fairy and then something about a princess, right? Yeah, the tooth fairy 2. Okay. And Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Hmm. I, don't, I just I don't know that much about that, but you would assume that, at least I think, um, I mean, like, the Tooth Fairy obviously can be, like, there's a lot of uh, costume and makeup and things that need to take place there, so I'm just gonna go down with the ship and say it's that movie because I think... I don't know that much about the movie, but I think that they could have somebody else in that role and still be able to dress them up and have them play the character. So yeah, that's what okay. I'm going with. Okay. Yeah, so Princess Diaries 1 and 2 saw Anne Hathaway in as the lead in both of those movies. Okay. Night at the Museum 1 2 uh, saw Ben Stiller as the lead in both of those movies. Oh, okay. The Tooth like Fairy 2... Uh, the first movie was actually led by The Rock. The Rock was the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> now I remember seeing the uh, thing. Yeah. And then the sequel was Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So very different. I don't know if they were the same exact character, so I guess I kind of worded it wrong. I meant more so like which doesn't surround around the same lead actor, which I, most of the time they play the same character. I picked that movie. up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... That's what I was trying to get at. So you are correct. The Tooth Fairy 2 changed to Larry the Cable Guy. Nice. So it was not surrounding around the same actor. Very so that cool, puts you man. one and one. You are in the lead for this month. I sure am. I hope I can keep it that way. Yeah, I sure hope so too. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. Um, and to finish off our show, I think we have to update the audience on uh, the results from last week. Oh, so you're pulling those up now, huh? I know it was very close, right? We had a very close vote here. I believe. Um, uh... So on Facebook, looking at our votes on Facebook for our draft, uh, we had three to one. Three votes for me, two votes for you uh-huh. uh, for the picks on Facebook. On Twitter, we are, looks like, tied yep. 50-50. Yes. Uh, some votes there as well. Yep. So that puts me one vote ahead. Wow. <laughs> so I think that's two months in a row that I've won by one vote. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we've got some pretty contested opinions here. Looks like we're both pretty good at putting these drafts together. Yeah. Again, that is the thing about it is I know more about the sport, so I will know so how know they will play like the skills, in yeah. the position Whereas you know more movies, you have a larger pool of characters to pull from. So I'm limited there, and I kind of have to talk them up in terms of, well, this is what they have to do. I think they'll do it. You know so many different characters that can do so many different things, so you can plug and play a little bit better with characters. So it is the battle. Yeah, of it's like, a give and take. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're more of the technical side, whereas, like, yeah, again, I, I just have a... A broader base the that creative I can pull characters side, from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that puts me in the lead for for this month. So congrats! Uh, new beginnings goes to me with our draft, uh, and then next month we'll have another draft. Of course, at the beginning of the month, yep. Uh, we'll let you know what that theme is towards the end of this month. Um, next week again, join us for our poster post game analysis. Uh, more news and another two truths and a lie yes as always you can find me on twitter at wskimmilk or on my website wskimmilk.com for this podcast as well as others and my voiceover work devin you can find me on twitter as well devin lang 32 for nfl and fantasy football analysis even though fantasy football season is over and NFL season is wrapping up, I still plan on making content throughout the playoffs and throughout the offseason, so be on the lookout for that. My newest article is pinned to my profile, as always. All right. Have a great uh, week, weekend, whatever. See you next time. See ya. If It Has a Score is available on all your favorite podcasting providers. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Shoot Your Shot Sports, and more. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week.